What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to episode 12 of Having Said That with Landry Griffith. Yes, as you guessed it, I am Mr. Landry Griffith. This episode is brought to you by LMK Productions. Um, be sure to check me out Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, it's at Having Said That Landry. On Twitter, but I'm not really tech savvy. I need to have someone teach me how to do some tweets because I haven't sent a tweet yet. But you can find me on all those. Um, just uh, I just posted. Uh, this would have been two days ago now. As of Sunday, I am at a little over a thousand all-time Look listens. Look at you go! In really just eleven short weeks, and that's cool for me. But obviously, that would be nothing if it wasn't for everybody listening, spreading the word, doing all that. I can't tell you how much that means. Like I started this endeavor just as something fun for myself to do for myself because tired time to shit or get off the pot type thing. Mm-hmm. But to find out like every single week having 60, 70 people listen and continue to listen and call me and text me about it. It's been the coolest thing in the world. So keep it coming. Uh, let's get to that next thousand. Um, so thank every, I, I say that from the bottom of my heart. I cannot thank everybody enough for, for listening. <coughs> Excuse me. I have said this a couple times and I can't really get anybody to respond um, other than like my core personal group of people, but I need some ideas on topics. Message me, text me, call me, find me on all the uh, social media, stop me in the halls, wherever it is. A, give me some topics, serious, silly, I don't care. I'm all around the board, but B, I want some more guests. So if anybody out there wants to sit and have a conversation even if you're like, ah, I don't know, I'm a little nervous, let me know. I will find a way to get you over here. We'll find something to talk about. It'll be fun. It's a blast. No one has ever left this house not having a good time. Having said that, let's move on. So today is an awesome episode because I have a dear, dear person to me sitting across the hall from me, or excuse me, across the table from me. So this kid right here, is no longer technically a kid. I guess you're a, I'm a, a I'm an adult, legit adult. Can't buy a beer, but can die for a country. How do you? What do you think of that? That's ridiculous. Great government. Uh, this is Mr. Ripley Youngblood. What up? What's going on, bud? Nothing much. Y'all Just probably true. have heard the name Youngblood due to uh, Mark, which would be that's, Ripley's that's father. Father. Uh, my best friend in the world, and so Ripley. It's his son. I've known Ripley just a minute ago. You said like the last twelve years that I've known. You. I You've probably known me longer. The day you were born, yeah, like I, I remember the day you were born. I believe it. Yeah, yeah we I'm, were. My middle coaching. name is your brother's name. That's right. Which is ironically enough, so you're Ripley Mitchell. And you have a Riley Mitchell. Okay, we take out the P and Ripley. We have Riley. It's and the crazy thing is, you brought this up whenever Riley was yeah, born. There it is. Me, and Riley are the same age difference as you and my dad. I don't think that that's it's, fate. It's a match that's, yeah. made in heaven. It is fate. I, said, I don't think it's fate. I don't think it's not fate. No. Uh, Ripley actually has his own podcast. So, like, this is no thing to him. Like, he, he's so relaxed right now. I need to start taking some pictures. But, like, this is his thing. And, and for the record... Just the fact that you all can hear Ripley's voice and my voice clear is due to Mr. Ripley coming over here and schooling me on me being an, and I don't consider myself old. I can't stand when people my age. I'm getting so old. Or I'm only 30, 34, but in the technology age, I'm it's, super old. There's a huge gap that you can miss out on in a matter of minutes. My sound was off and I couldn't figure it out. And Ripley came over thinking that, uh, or I was thinking it was going to take a very long time. He fixed it in about 28 seconds, and he's like, all right, man, I got to go. It's time to go to the gym. 
and I was super annoyed. Like I hated you a little bit that day. Like <laughs> how how did it you figure that out so quick? Because it took me forever. But who cares? So you all can thank Ripley that the noise is not annoying anymore. So thanks, Ripley. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Ripley's been wanting to come on the show for a while. We've, we've been talking a lot about it, um, trying to find some cool topics. So his podcast is, and I'm going to recommend all you, it's a really cool podcast called The First to Fourth Podcast. It's all football all the time. And I promise you, everybody out there, and I promise you, there's nobody out there that knows more about football, current and past, than Ripley. What and what's your bud's name? Nate. Nate and Ripley. Yep. Shout out, Nate. Y'all, y'all do a great podcast. I appreciate it. But I had a cool idea of what a, kind of something I wanted to talk about, but I didn't do a whole lot of research on it yet, and I don't think you did either. Um, I would like to have you back on that one. It's sports-related, um, something near and dear to my heart, the good old nasty-ass Yankees, and that's all I'm going to say for that. Um, but we changed it up today and decided we're going to talk about something a little bit different. So I'm going to bring this statistic up to you, Ripley. Did you know that 50% of American marriages in a divorce. The only reason I knew that is because of The Office. 50, what, what, what? So there's a, there's a reference before Jim and Pam get married. Uh-huh. Or before or either right after. They're like, well, 50% of marriages end in divorce. So. <laughs> there you go. That's how you learned that stat. Uh, yeah. So you're telling me that you're getting your information from The Office? Hey, the culture. I can think of worse, worse places to get it. Okay, so another interesting fact of that. So think about that. That's one in every two. That's a huge that's, number. That's half. It's actually heartbreaking. Okay. Yeah. But fifty percent of those marriages. Okay, so you're talking twenty five percent of all marriages. Fifty percent of the fifty percent that are getting divorced um, have kids. Yeah. Okay. Which is a huge, staggering number, because as you had brought up, um. The stigma that you use is broken homes can make broken kids. Yes. Correct? Correct. Having said that, uh, I I don't agree that to be true. And I also don't agree to it, for it to be true either. That's why we're here to break the stigma. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about it. So tell me, like, why did you even bring – like, you text me the other day. I was like, hey, man, I know you had a heavy episode last week. And I was Are you like, willing hey. to do two in a row? I mean, this is this is the podcast time. Let's do it. So, just because, so I, I personally do not remember my parents being married. Mm-hmm. My parents got divorced whenever I was two, and they had me and my sister. Okay, my Charlie would have been. I might have been a little older than two. Charlie would have been like eighteen months old. You had to have been older than two because you're two years older than her. I. You're pushing four. I was probably around three going on four, somewhere in there. I think that's right. But I have zero recollection of having married parents. Sure. And, you know, coming to think of it, I would rather have the life that I have now Mm -hmm. rather than have married parents. Sure. And so, you know, all of my friends, their parents are married. I, you know... I don't have friends that have divorced parents. Sure. I never did either growing up. Like maybe one or two. Yeah. But like the core group of people that I was friends with, no, one of them, one of them, his, his parents were divorced, but everybody else, it's like marriages. And I'm talking like marriages of like 20, 30 years. Yeah, type like thing. my best friend, his, his parents have been <coughs> married for 22 years. Yeah. And then my other friends have been married for 15 plus. And so growing up, you always hear like, 
oh, well, that kid's parents are divorced, so, hey, he's super lucky he gets all of these Christmases. <laughs> so that's awesome. What, what uh, movie is that? Talladega Nights? Yeah. Yay! Two, two Christmases! Christmases. Um, surprise, that actually really fucking sucks. Oh, it does. And so the stigma is, is you know, your parents are divorced, so, you know, since your home is broken, you're not only going to be a broken person, you're going to create a broken home. Meaning, like, when you grow up and have your own Whenever, family? Here, let, me, let me tell you this, okay? Children of divorce are 35% more likely to have a divorce of their own. Really? really. That's a huge number. That's, okay. that's essentially a third. That, yeah, that's more than a third of the, you know, the 25%. So the number of children that go through a divorce with their parents are X amount of percent more likely to get a divorce than their parents were. Okay. Okay. So like you said, um, ooh. so here's another one. Children of divorce are 50% more likely to marry another child that has divorced parents. Really? It's, it's a psychological well, thing. You, I, find, you find comfort in I that. can see that too, especially like... <laughs> I'm going to say that you're kind of one of the, the rare exceptions to like, and like you said, you don't even remember your parents being married. Yes. Um, but the attitude, the easy go lucky, like you've got a pretty good relationship with your mother. You've got a pretty good relationship with your father. I've got an okay relationship with my mom. Had it not been for my dad being my best friend yeah. and he still is yeah. like growing up, yeah. I would not be the person that I am today. Sure. I'm glad I didn't like, I didn't want to say no, that unless, no, I, cause I didn't know about the mom, but that's so true. And like, you got a solid father, oh, right? For sure. If it wasn't for my dad, I'm going to go ahead and give him a little shout out real quick. Yeah. I would not know how to love and I would not know how to love other people. Mm-hmm. And I would not know how to love myself. Sure. And so he's taught me so much emotionally, um, mentally and physically being sports wise. Like, I would not be a the man I am or be the athlete that I was mm-hmm. growing up had it not been for my oh dad. there's and there's no doubt about it anybody oh. that yeah no yeah. show for sure, um, but whenever like things did not work out with him and your mother, he never let that bring his fatherhood down right, right? and anything, so many times better. you see that over and over and over and I'm sure we all know tons of people who and unfortunately it's usually the dad yeah but sometimes it's the mom too i'm not just blaming fathers out there but you get divorced and like you have this such a this hate and this disdain for your ex-wife that you take it out on your kids and like you don't want to have any relationship with the ex you want nothing to do with your kids because it reminds you of so much of what you've destroyed i think a lot of that is is it reminds you and i think a lot of people like they just like they don't realize that they have such a Hate and it's like, I don't want to have to deal with her ever again. So I'm going to stop dealing with the kids or I'm only going to talk to them on Tuesday afternoons when I pick them up from school and, yeah. and only talk to them every other and weekend. see, not only does that, you know, most of the times it's not the dads that are, hey, I don't want to see my kids. About, I would say about 75% of the time, it's the moms not Trying wanting to stop them, them. To, see their, to see their kids. It's my heartbreaking. Mom, my mom used to do that. Mm-hmm. My dad can vouch for it. Sure. It would be the every other weekend kind of thing. Yep. Or, yeah, you get them one night a week mm-hmm. throughout the week. Yep. And then, you know, I would, growing up, before I lived with my dad, 
the only reasons I really got to see my dad were the weekends I saw him and, and then baseball practice. Yeah, and Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, Tuesdays, right? Typically on Tuesdays, yeah. I had baseball practice. Uh, because that was, that my mom liked to play her cards that way. Then, yeah. And so then we'd have to drop Charlie off at home, we would go to baseball practice, and then I would go home. Yep. And so... Another another thing is children of multiple divorces, so okay. multiple being you know more than the one, mm. are considered. Thank you for explaining what the word yes, multiple means. I was super confused. <laughs> are considered to be less pleasant to be around. Huh. Um, teens in single parent or blended families. This goes back to yours and Ty's episode. Three hundred percent more likely to have psychological issues. Three hundred. Three. It's like it's almost a guarantee. Yes. To have, whether that be bipolar disorder, some anxiety, sort of depressive disorder, stress. anxiety, trust issues of some That's of some probably, sort. I'm glad you said that, too. And a lot of people may not think of that as like a mental health or psychological thing. But you don't trust people. And it's, it's sad. Coming from somebody yeah. that has seen divorce, mm. it's hard in order to be like, yeah, like I can trust this person with everything that I've got. Like growing up, it was hard for me to make friends because of it. Like, oh, well, you know, my mom moved to Florida and kind of just left me here. Yeah. I want nothing to do with the female species because I can't trust them. Well, and I think it can go deeper than that, too, is, yes, you can't trust them, but you probably didn't realize it at the time, too, when you were, I don't know how old you were, you know, 10, 11 years old, is you're not, a, and it, this is kind of trust, but it's deeper than that, is you're psychologically, you're not going to allow yourself to open up to another human being that's just going to leave you again because yep. if my mother did that on a whim the one person in the world I should always be able to rely on yeah. then there's just no left. way that no anybody else will will feel the same there's no way that somebody else is going to love me that's going to take care of me and that's never going to not leave me because if the one person that shouldn't never that, leave that me I just left me to rely on in I'll order never, to do those things exactly and then here's something that's really going to break your heart Children from broken homes also, or divorce are twice as likely to either attempt or successfully yep. die of suicide. See what I did there, Ty? Yeah, Ty. The hey, and honestly, I was hoping you were going to say that before. I was yeah. going to correct you. You're, no. Your I, shit hit they, home, Ty. They are twice as likely to take their own life from suicide. Wow. And that's crazy to think because going to, say, Reagan, Friendship High School, right? Reagan's parents are divorced. Um, I'm not going to speak on behalf of Reagan, sure. but growing up, you know, it was hard for me to. I can't imagine to have friends and go spend the night at friends' houses mm -hmm. and have the same parent in the house. It was weird growing up. What do you mean, like, like you go in there and like you're my bud in high school, and you come over, spend the night at my house, and you see that it's it's that my it's, mother and my father yeah. who buried me and are happy because mm -hmm. mm. I never. You don't know what that is. I, I, from biological standpoint, no. Did you have like a, like a almost like a like pinted up? I don't want to say anger and aggression towards your friend, but like, like it made I, you uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable, and it wasn't that I was angry. It's that I was jealous. Did you know you were jealous at the time? Oh yeah. And I was like, wow, like this, fucking sucks. Like why? Why did I have to go through this? Yep. Why did you know? Why did I have to experience multiple mm -hmm. divorces in my life? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like never had I realized until really high school. Yep. Middle school doesn't really hit you as hard. Oh, but well, high yeah, school, whenever you discover like who you are mm -hmm. and 
what you want and who you want to be, like you, you really don't think about it being anywhere from 12 to 14. But once you hit about 15, you start thinking like, wow, my life could have been this Yep. had it not been for X, Y, and Z. Well, and you start seeing people that that's kind of the age that people start making really bad choices, right? You know, <coughs> you have idiot. I'm sorry. I'm coughing. You have idiots in junior high that are starting to do something in high school, especially like about the sophomore year is, you know, people start discovering pot and people start discovering partying and drinking. Yep. And having sex and like all that's happening about that age, and you see people who really kind of go off the scale at that age. Oh yeah, and a lot of those are probably from households that aren't super good. And then so you wonder like, oh well, like this kind of sucks. I've been pissed off that my parents were divorced my whole life, even though I don't ever remember them married. Yeah, and then you're like, well, I think I've got it going pretty good. Yeah, like I never partied in high school. I don't drink to this day. Yeah, I don't do. I don't smoke or anything like that. I don't vape. I think it's all stupid. I like to take I like really to stupid. take care of my body. Like sure. I go to the gym five to six times a week, mm-hmm. take care of myself. Um, and you know, like seeing that, my escape from that was football mm. and sports. So after I broke my arm, I had no escape for a long time. Yeah, you were done. <laughs> you were done with sports. Yeah. <clears throat> and then like yeah, I tried a bit afterwards, but then like it was never the same. And so then I found church. So mm-hmm. then that was my other escape. But another big thing was after I discovered the jealousy, like what you and Ty said in your episode, your last episode, go and talk to somebody. Yep. You don't want to have it pent up and, you know, you just be angry your whole life. Yeah, cause because you're, then you'll be... Who are you hurting at that point? Yeah, you're not just hurting yourself. That's really the only person you're hurting. But at the end of the day, like if you get into relationships... Yep. And you think, wow, like I could really see a future with somebody. And then you're like, well, let me think real quick. Well, you my start mom talking about those trust issues and, and, and letting and, somebody yeah. in. Yep. And then you're like, well, mm, yeah, sorry, can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that could have been the perfect person too. Yeah. Yep. And so, in fact, studies show that the psychological effects and emotional strain of divorce even linger into adulthood. Mm, for, for sure. Ins- for instance, researchers at the University of Toronto found that men from families that divorced during their childhood mm-hmm. were three times more likely to consider suicide than men whose parents never divorced. It makes you wonder, too, like, like we talked about, is a lot of that's just so much just the hate and the just flat out disdain from the mother to the father right so the, but what about the situations too because there are the, there is the other side of that that we're thank god mom and dad are not married right yeah and if they can put their differences aside and realize i am happy without you you're happy without me we have something that brings us together either our child or our children yeah. at least for the next x amount of years till child's 18 yeah. and if we can put all that hatred aside we got divorced for a reason. There's no need yep. for us to fight anymore. Yep. And I think kid, kids in that situation are probably a lot happier. Yeah, like like what, I, like what I was saying. I'm glad that I grew up knowing that my parents were divorced yep. rather than having to go home to them every day and fight. Yep. I, I think that too. And I actually made a note right here. Um, parents that, that stay together for the kids, I think has got to be the worst choice of any choice that's out there. Yes. And I'm going to break that down to a couple different reasons. One, most important, because the most important thing is you got to think about as the children, is 
I'm unhappy. You're unhappy. And my wife's unhappy. Like, this isn't a real scenario, obviously. <laughs> but we're pretending just to make our children happy. Kids are not stupid. Like, kids get so much more. You think that they don't see that mommy and daddy never say I love you and never hug and never kiss and, like, don't have fun and goof off. Kids see that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, that within itself, you you didn't do anything good, right? No. But let me tell you what's worse than that and what goes a little bit deeper is... When you see and you're raised in a household where mom and dad it creates aren't close, a false image of love that you don't know what it's supposed with. to be. That's yes. exactly right. Is now I what I see as a marriage is people who don't spend time together. They're not friends. Don't have any sort of affection, whether that be emotionally, anything, physically, yep. anything like that. You grow up with this false image of love. That's exactly right. That, you know, what you kind carry, of relationship are you, you going to carry be on yep. for the rest of your life? Yep. And I totally agree with you on that. Yep. Like there were multiple instances where I had friends in high school that were like, mm-hmm. yeah, my parents really hate each other, yeah. but they're just waiting for, I my don't brother. understand that. They're waiting for my younger brother. Who's like six years yep. younger than them to, to get, get out of high school. Yeah, so that way nobody has to pay anything. Yeah, and 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 they think like, oh well, then oh, it's gonna... he's not gonna. Well, first of all, you can be an adult and have your parents divorce, and it could still tear you up just as much as it could oh, as a kid, right? For sure. <clears throat> but but now I don't know how to love, or I don't know what the true image of love should be because I've been lied to my entire life. My whole You're life. You're lying to your children, and then the other point I'm going to make, because I said I had two points, is. I believe that everybody in this world has the right to be happy. Yes. Okay. We don't live very long. Okay. Even no. the people who are like 95 years old, right? That You still don't live very long. You, you have a short time on this life. Why are you wasting any of that time being unhappy? Because you're depriving yourself of being loved because yeah. everyone deserves to be loved. Okay. So now like I'm with a woman who doesn't love me, but I feel like I'm doing this for somebody else. And now I never know what it's like to be loved. Yep. And I could have gone 15, 18 years, whatever it was, to the kids who were out of high school, being with someone that's going to treat that's me. That's going to make you happy. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I don't understand that. I, I, I think nothing good can ever come from that. And I, I don't know of anybody that ever had to do that growing up, but it, I just think that's the stupidest idea in the world. You're not doing any your kids any favors, you're doing yourself any favors. No. You, like, you, <clears throat> like you said... You're sacrificing your own emotional well-being. Why? And think about it, okay? You say you and your wife divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be hard on your kids, but say that you find somebody that makes you happy and that has the motherly experience. Yep. Not only can that person also give them, you know, another form of love as a parent. Right. Like like what you do with Reagan, sure. right? Like, that's the perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. Going into it, you're not Reagan's dad, but you are Reagan's dad. Exactly. And so that's that's something that I never could understand was, you know, like, I'm trying to put it into words. But it's, yes, my parents got divorced, Mm -hmm. but look at this. I've got the best dad in the world that I could ever ask for. Absolutely. And it's crazy. Like, it drives me insane, like you said, that people sacrifice their own emotional well-being in order to not pay X amount of dollars a month. Well, like, think about it this way, too, is how happy is Mark right now? Incredibly. The happiest I think I've ever seen him in my life. 
I've known him not my whole life, but for a very long time. I've I was known a, my whole life. Have you really? Yeah. <laughs> I think I was age wise probably single digits. Mm. If not, I was about ten. Yeah. When he first started coaching us, actually, I could tell you the exact number. I would have been nine years old. Okay. That's pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Right. And I've seen Mark super happy. I've seen Mark super pissed. I have some hilarious stories. I like I'm saving this story. Quadruple. Well, whatever. No, that one's that one's <laughs> hilarious. This is back, and I may just tell the story. Who cares? Because podcast takes a left turn anyway. Then he's gonna crack up when he listens. But anyways. And, and I say all that, but I've seen him super happy. I've seen him whatever. But right now, in fact, I just sent him like the sappiest text two or three days ago. And like I had to end the text with, I promise I won't get that emotional with you ever again, at least for a while. <laughs> like, got to get this off my chest. It's the happiest I've ever seen him, mm-hmm. right? The happiest I've ever seen him is because he is now with somebody that makes who him happy allows him to be him, who supports his journeys and his endeavors yep. and his, 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 compadre his right hand person right yep he wouldn't have had that had he stayed together for the kids or had he you know so i'm not saying i'm a fan of divorce like personally obviously i'm not a fan of divorce because yeah. <laughs> i don't want my wife to ever leave me yeah but sometimes di- <coughs> divorce is okay i apologize i keep coughing it's like i haven't coughed all day until i hit no, record you're good but you talk about like i don't really like this term that you use where you say broken home um, and I think that's because of this day and age, and unfortunately it is what it is, but divorce is a lot more of a it's thing a, than it yeah, was when my common. parents were kids, right? But just because mom and dad are not married doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a broken home. Yeah. Like when I hear broken home, I hear of like one of the parents not being around or being around and just being an absolute shithead. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe <clears throat> alcohol or drugs were involved, those kinds of things. Yeah. But it is like you can co-parent and you can get divorced and you can help raise the kids together. And like I've seen like sometimes where dads and stepdads are coaching the kids together. How cool is that? couldn't tell you never had a stepdad that i liked (laughs) (laughs) but you know or or christmases and like the families get together and stepmom and stepdad and everybody's together in the same room to give christmas to the kids like that's a pretty cool thing and like that holy shit you know what you're teaching right there that's you're over you can come overcome any adversity in life Mm -hmm. if you're teaching your kids that but oh man can i just tell that story yeah go for it okay i don't mind so i always knew mark forever up until i became like an actual adult as coach mark okay that's how mark and i met he was a little league coach out at the friendship youth baseball fields who coached with my dad i believe he's 21 that's how i knew him i was nine um coached us always looked up to the dude like First of all, when you're in baseball and you can concur, when your dad's the coach, you don't want to listen to a thing he says, even though he probably knows what he's talking about, right? But if your dad's the coach, you're an idiot. But if the assistant coach can tell you the same thing your dad just told you, and you're like, oh my God, you're a genius. You just you're changed my swing, phenomenal. right? You can relate to that. Like, how pissed would you get when Mark was trying to fix your swing? Uh, depends on what he was trying to fix. Yeah. If I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to bring my hands faster. Yeah. And I was like, shut up. Like, yeah. I don't want to listen to you. But you but, knew he knew what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, after I got into, like, middle school and mm. started, like, actually being like, oh, hey, this yeah. shit, this yeah. shit works. He knows what and he's then, talking about. Yeah, then I started playing better. Yeah. But he, uh, so that's how, how I always looked up to Coach Mark, right? Coach Mark, Coach Mark, Coach Mark. 
He gets so pissed when I call him Coach Morton. Uh, we were in eighth grade and we had this little travel. It's like a travel team. This is before travel was a thing, but we, yeah. it was called Select. You played at the Select Fields, right? Um, we were trash. Okay, I think Garbage. I'm not a hundred percent positive. I'm pretty close. I think we were like either two and thirty eight or three and thirty seven. Ooh, it was a rough year. Although one of the other teams tried to pick a fist fight with some of the guys after one of the games, and they nice. picked like the two dudes you don't mess with, and they beat the shit out of them. So like we couldn't play ball, we could fist fight, and we ran our mouths. Me and Blake Williamson had the biggest mouths. I know that's a shocker that I used to run my mouth. God, we used to pissed teams off we knew they were going to beat us so we just ran our mouths to them, right? it was so fun <laughs> so we were playing a double header one day like i said we were trash and you can imagine with mark being as competitive as he is and knowing as much about baseball he does coaching a team that sucked as bad as we did uh no because uh, that's how my were teams you on some were of those teams? the blue jays and the sand nets blue you can jays speak and for them your own experience so we're in a double header we just got like run rule disgusting probably in like three innings it was over less than an hour right so we had a while till the next game started yeah metal bats so we're all goofing off in the dugout waiting for the next game and i think that's probably what sent mark over the edge is we just got our ass kicked yeah. and we're not even upset about it yeah like right? that's that's coach dad right there you're if you're not doing your thing and yeah. you're whoop de doo yeah we just got our ass whooped 22 to 3 yeah and you're happy about it? Yep. And then you're and like, we okay, sure, fuck uh, it, like whatever. We were going to go talk to the girls on the stands. Yeah, and then that's how you go run poles for an hour. Well, so Mark grabs a metal bat, and he walks out of the dugout around the back of the fence. So, like, he's outside of the fence, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a big, I believe it's a metal pole, or maybe it was like the wooden uh, telephone poles. Mm-hmm. It was a heavy-duty piece of equipment, okay? Mark hits the bat against it. Hits it again. Hits it again. And now I'm telling you, because we're watching from the dugout. So we're a couple hundred feet away. Yeah. And just smacking that bat against that pole over and over and over. And, like, now it's grabbed all of our attention. It's like, oh, my God. Like, this Coach is not. Mad. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> he was past mad. And he comes back and just throws the bat in the dugout. No words were said. And, like, by now, like, we're we're serious now. That metal bat had turned into as thin as a pancake. I believe it. <clears throat> it was the funniest thing in the world looking back on. Like, I love that story. It's <clears throat> like, you, I, I'll never forget that memory because it's so funny because as, as close as I am to Mark now, it's just, it's so funny to see him. Bam, bam. But then like, we were trash, dude. Like the fact that like he was that mad, I understand. The <laughs> fact that we weren't blows my mind. I was just, I'll never forget him. <laughs> pancaking that bat and then just throwing it and then walking off and not saying a word we're like oh, the scariest gonna kill us. moment that i've ever had with my dad there's there's two one of them's funnier than the other so i was like going into my sophomore year of high school do you remember tiger camp like the strength and conditioning mm-hmm. camp that they had over the summer no i never did that stuff because i was not an athlete but yes i know what so tiger camp is. i spent the night at a friend's house one time friend's mom was supposed to you know, we were supposed to wake up. Yeah. Friend's mom was supposed to take us. Get you there, yeah. Yep. Okay. So we got up. We were ready to go. Sat on the couch, waited for friend's mom. We both fell asleep. Oh, God. And she never call. woke up. Yep. I got a call from my dad at 1030. Hey, man, let's go. I got to get back to work. Oh, fuck. Hey, dad, I'm still at Jacob's house. So was he coming? He was supposed to be coming to pick you up because uh-huh. Tiger Camp's over with? Yeah. Okay. This isn't even the worst part. Yeah. He's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. You better be fucking ready. I was like, oh, fuck. Shit. Okay, this this is either going to be a really badass chewing 
or he's gonna be like hey man don't fucking do it again yeah so you know he gets gets off of work <clears throat> it's in the middle of july it's hot as shit gets off at 3 30 so i was like okay dad's dropping me off at home it's 3 30 what are we gonna do grab a bag grab a bottle of water let's go okay takes me to the evans football field in the middle of it <laughs> yeah. yeah and is like okay get warmed up do what you do at tiger camp he made you do it no he made me do a punishment workout i made it halfway through the workout before i almost died just throw up oh no i almost passed out and he was like you're lucky because we would have been here until the sun set i was like oh fuck he goes you learned your lesson yet i was like yeah i go yeah, I'm never missing another Tiger Camp workout. Did you ever, ever miss one nope, again? Never, never again. As long as I didn't, as long as I didn't have my driver's license, never missed one. Really? Oh, fuck! I'm not gonna miss one now. Yeah. You made me do a punishment workout. <laughs> That's hilarious. You don't piss Mark off. No, and I think then, nowadays you can't. He probably just laugh at you. But well, and then the other <clears> one was <throat> this. The only time I've ever seen him really get really mad at himself was whenever we took the wrong turn at a at a hike at Caprock Canyon. <laughs> I never knew that story, but I saw the other day you said if we would have turned right instead of left, we would have been at the car. Yeah, we hiked about four extra miles that day Ugh. in three extra hours. Uh-huh. I'll tell you I'll tell you that story after we get done with the pod. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but don't, don't fuck with Coach Dad. That's, That's all I hilarious. had to say. That's hilarious. But going back to what we were talking about and you kind of mentioning the, you know, home life, kind of sucking because you party and stuff after you hit high school children that have divorced parents are more likely to develop drug and alcohol use as teens and are more likely to become addicts i wonder what the correlation is there they need an escape they don't understand just use that as a yeah need an escape like you said Mm. need to find something to do oh sure cocaine's pretty cheap might as well Cocaine's not cheap. You clearly well, go to drugs. Nope, I don't. But yeah, like I can go get pills out of dad's medicine cabinet that yeah, are that are there from likely. his from his yeah. surgery. Right. Or oh yeah, my friend is a pot dealer next mm-hmm. door. Might as well go smoke with him. Why why not? So yep. exactly, it's just an easy an easy escape. It is, and then the next thing you know, you're stuck in a hole you can't get out of. Mm-hmm. And ironically kind of, enough, you need your parents to help. Kind of building on top of that, 70% of long-term incarcerated inmates grew up in broken homes. 70%? 70%. Wow. means that they either grew up in a single-parent home, blended family home, or absent parent. Right. 70%. Yep. I believe a lot of that, too. And I'd be willing to bet the majority of those that are locked up are ones whose dads ran out and they never came back. Mm-hmm. Man needs dad. And, you know, we are about, you know, you always hear the term, we're the greatest country in the world. Yeah, go USA. Mm-hmm. We're first in incarcerated inmates. I could do a whole podcast on, oh God. on locking people up for nonviolent drug-related crimes mm-hmm. instead of getting those same people help because yep. that's clearly what they need. Yep. Yeah, why would you? Oh, why would you God, want to dude, send a? I, I could do a whole episode on why the hell we're wasting taxpaying dollars to put drug addicts in prison. Yeah, why would you put a heroin addict in prison whenever you can send them to rehab for ninety days? Exactly, and like maybe rehabilitate, which is what we claim the system's for. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, don't even get me started yeah, on that. And then, you, and then you try to send them back, and it's a whole thing. Whole thing. It's right? a whole thing. <clears throat> 
So one thing that I can't stand, um, and I need people to, to understand what I'm saying, is I cannot stand the four-letter S word. And I'm not talking about shit. Step. Okay? I hate the step term. Okay? And I, I know that you hate the step term. It's and it's exactly what it is. And I get, I get it. From a legality standpoint, like because you are a step removed, whether that's a stepchild, a step parent, whatever. But I. Uh, but you're making the choice to come into the family, treat them like your own. You can't marry the woman without marrying her children. Yep. Okay. Correct. Um, in fact, when I got on my knee to ask Cassandra to marry me, about 20 minutes later, we had Reagan waiting. Cassandra didn't know, but my parents did. And I got on my knee and I proposed to Reagan. Mm-hmm. I gave her a necklace. Um, because I needed to make sure she knew that, like, obviously we wanted to have more kids. How fair would it be for for us to have more kids together as a couple and not and include Reagan in that? Yeah. It's disgusting to me. And, and anybody who ever has stepchildren, like, I need you to really pay attention to that with the word you're using. Because what you're saying is, is like, oh, these are my kids. I hate that. And like people will introduce them like, this is my son. This is my other son. And this is my stepson. Yep. Why can't this just be, these are my three kids yep. because you are raising them. You're, <clears throat> you should, you sure as hell better be a part of their lives, but you, you're, you're psychologically telling that kid that you're not quite as good as the kids that I produced. Right. Yep. I can't stand that. It makes my skin crawl. And, and the moment that, that I got married, I promised Reagan, I will, you will never be my stepdaughter. You are not my stepdaughter. You are my, you are my daughter and I'm your dad. She calls me dad. Mm-hmm. Call him right now. She has a father, and she calls him dad. Like there's no issue there. And I told her that I will, I'm not going to try to replace him. I will, I'm just going to be the best father I can be. Yep. He's going to be the best that he thinks he can be, and that's fine. I'm going to do my turn. And I never made her call me dad either. Nope. She asked me one day. This is before we were married. She said, "Can I call you dad?" And I said, "Only under two circumstances." I said, "Most importantly." Calling me dad does not give you the right to call your dad by his first name. You're yeah. still going to call him. And two, I said, it's either you're going to call me Landry or you're going to call me dad, but I'm not going to let you call both. Because what would up. happen? Yeah. No, no, what would happen is when we're getting along and she wants something, well, hey, dad. hey, dad, can I have $10? Or when she's pissed off at me, well, like, you fuck know, you, Landry. later. Yeah. And yeah. as a, like, it's going to be one or the other. And mm-hmm. we've never had that issue. Like, I mean, that's the way it is. You know, in fact, the only time you'll ever hear me use that word is if it's uh, like in a doctor's office or in a legal standpoint yes. when they need to know who I am. Yeah. Um, but it's for that reason. And I, I hear patients all the time always ask them, like, hey, you know, you, you from Lubbock, blah, 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 just to get the spiel, to get to know people. And mm-hmm. I always ask them if they have kids. And, oh, and I've called some patients out before. I'm like, oh, yeah, so I've got two kids, and then I've got two stepkids, and then three step-grandkids. I'm like, what What in the world, first of all, is a step-grandchild? Mm-hmm. Like, a grandparent's job is to spoil, to love, and to feed these kids full as much Coke and candy as they possibly oh, can. Yeah. Why, like, what is the step crap? Uh, to be honest with you, I always grew up with step parents of some form. I think that there is a loophole though. I think that if the parent chooses to be a step parent, Mm -hmm. okay. And I'm talking like just getting by with the bare minimum. I'm going to make sure that you're safe in my house or whatever, but they're not going above and beyond and making themselves a part of this kid's life and going to the sports and being involved in the homeworks and all that stuff. Yeah. 
I can see how someone who had a a parent like that would call them like this is my stepmom or this is my stepdad. Yeah. But to me, like if I were in that situation, it would be a jab. Like, oh, hey, this is my mother and this is my stepdad. You know. But just like the term everyday use, I really wish people would stop using that. A kid is a kid, and like I said, if you marry the the woman, you marry her children. The end of discussion. Mm-hmm. Or opposite, if you marry the husband, you marry his kids. End of discussion. So, I don't understand that. And so my from my standpoint. Like I, like I said earlier, never had a stepdad that I liked. Right. And so it goes to show because I but those don't. those were stepdads. Yeah, because I don't have a stepdad anymore. Right, Because right. one liked to do, you know, liked yeah. to threaten our lives, mm. and the other one was just an asshole. Yeah. And the other one always told me, hey, I'm not trying to replace your dad, or mm. I'm not trying to be your dad. Okay, mm. then quit trying to act like him. Yeah. You're not my dad. Yeah. You're just some dude that moved my, me and my here. family yeah. to halfway across the country yeah. more than once. Yep. You're also the dude that, you know, kind of borderline turned my mom into an alcoholic. Yeah. And so, you know, I have a lot of kind of harsh words yeah. towards the step word. Yeah. Because, you know, Growing up, I would have loved to have a but yeah, exactly. Parent. How cool would it have been though? Like if 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 your stepfather and maybe not one of these guys, but someone that was better, yeah, took you in under the wing and played catch with you and took you to practices and showed up for all your events and helped you get there and all that. I'm not saying that I don't know if they ever showed up to your games or not, and that doesn't really matter. But if you had that kind of a relationship, mm-hmm. it may be like, hey, this is my dad, Mark, and this is my dad. John Smith, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is the way it should be. Yeah, like, I agree. And I always say that too, is like, you tell me what is wrong with a kid having four parents that love them as opposed to two. Yeah. Uh, like, that's cool. Nothing, yeah. But like, that's why I always loved yours and Reagan's relationship. Absolutely. Was because, you know, there's not a step factor. Nope. It's just, hey, this is my dad. Yep. And there's, like, that's all bullshit aside. Like, yeah. this is my dad, yep. and I'm going to love him the same way as if he were my biological father. And there's so much mutual respect between the two of us. And I told her, like, we exchanged vows at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Her I, and I, I exchanged vows. I remember. I was there. And one of the, the things I said is, is, I will always protect you, be here for you. I said, but I'm also, like, when you screw up, you're going to hear it from me. Because I'm the dad. The funny, the funniest yeah. part of that entire luckily exchange. for me, she doesn't really ever get in trouble. Like I yell at her, like get your dishes done, and she's done. If I, you know, we got blessed with this child. No, yeah. they were causing problems, but she she's heard me get a little loud sometimes, yeah. and she listens, she respects, and she she's never once. And I kept waiting for it, and I, it's clearly never going to happen because she's almost to adulthood now. Yeah. She's never said, "Well, you're not my dad." And I kept waiting for that. Like, I was waiting. I'm like, mm, is it going to ever happen? I don't think it is now. But, like, I already was pre- prepping myself mentally for how I was going to handle that. Because that would be the, the most heartbreaking thing yeah. that I could ever hear. And it never happened. That's awesome. But we also, like I said, we also got lucky. Yeah. We don't really have issues with Reagan. The funniest thing of that entire exchange was you said, I will try to intimidate all of your boyfriends, <laughs> even though that they may be taller than you. Dude, that's hilarious. I can't believe you remember me saying that's that. That's like the one part of your wedding that I think I remember. That's funny, man. I always wondered, like I had this, like imagine in my head because I'm not tall. Um, I can be a dick. Anyone who knows me knows that. But, uh, like I've got tattoos, so like I'm thinking at the time, well maybe the maybe they'll intimidate him, you know, like oh her dad's like got to be a badass because he's got <laughs> sleeves, and then like everybody has tattoos now, so that's gone out the door. Yeah, get like a anybody scared? Eye, me. Double eyebrow piercing. Yeah, maybe ain't, then it'll ain't, help. Ain't nobody scared of me. 
I'm five foot four. And that's okay. But moving aside from all of the negative outlooks, there's multiple positive outlooks that I take from having okay. divorced parents mm-hmm. rather than just focusing on the negative sure. stigmas that follow it. So like I said, um, had I not come from a divorced parent household, mm-hmm. I would not be the man and or person that I am today. What do you mean? Like, okay, so imagine, this sounds awful, but it's as true as it is. Imagine you having to hang out with my mom and my dad. <laughs> Touche. And so, I love my mom, don't sure. get me wrong. Absolutely. But my mom also likes to pick fights. My dad doesn't like to pick fights. Right. So I would either be the kind of person that, yeah, I'm going to pick a fight and rub everything in your face. Or I'm going to be the person that just, you know, kind of goes with the flow. Yep. And so I'm kind of in the middle because sure. of because of where I grew you up. You kind of got to see both sides yep. of it. And so I will fight to the death for my family. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, you're making jokes and doing shit like that, I'm not going to fight you for it. Yeah. And I'm not going to pick on you for it. And I'm not going to hold it against you. Right. But on top of that... um. Like I, like I just said, I'm very loyal to my people because of growing up in a divorced household. You know. I'm, so it's like, do you think that when you meet new people now, are you still kind of hesitant to who you let in and, and for what? Like, I feel like, you, like you've never met a stranger, right? You get along with everybody. But I'm talking like, and I, I hate when people say the word friends for buds. Mm-hmm. I use I can't stand the word buddy, but I use it all the time because yeah. like to me there's a huge difference between a friend and someone and a, that and you see every day. Like yeah. I feel like the word friend is used way too lightly. But I'm talking like you're making true friends or mm-hmm. like maybe you're you're getting serious with a girl if you're dating or whatever that situation is. Do you find yourself is it harder for you to open up still or are you trying to not do that anymore? You do, do you see what I'm asking? Yeah. yeah. Um Definitely since probably like my junior year, mm-hmm. I kind of started like opening up to people more often. And that's definitely because like I called the ministry going into my junior year. So I was very open and honest with mm. people mm. as an upperclassman. And especially my senior year, whenever I moved to Reese to go graduate early, yeah, like I got really close with the thirteen people that I graduated with. Yeah. I w- I had a class with at least all of them, yeah, at least exactly. one. Yeah, I tried to sit with new people every day at lunch, mm-hmm. at, and you know at least talk to new people. I became friends with people I never thought I'd be friends with, yep. and friends as in people that I still talk to to this day. Sure, and that I had like close relationships with, mm-hmm. and had it not been for things like that and for me being like okay not everybody is out to get me yep. and not everybody is gonna leave it's a tough lesson to learn yeah and it's definitely a hard pill to swallow especially like say you have a really big head and a really big ego <laughs> like oh nobody's gonna leave me yep and then you know then they do and then your parents get divorced and then you're like oh yep. well maybe everybody's gonna leave me yep and that's a h- tough pill to swallow to be like okay yes i'm gonna lose people but i'm also gonna gain people at the same time I've always, like, I think it's easier to see it from a little girl standpoint, and I've never really thought about it from a boy standpoint. But, you know, like, for a girl, like, you, your dad should be the one person you know you can always rely on, right? Mm-hmm. It will never let me down. So if dad leaves, now I'm not talking about, like, just strictly a divorce, because, like, 
dad Char- well him. yeah well charlie's dad is divorced yeah. <laughs> charlie is ripley's little sister but charlie knows who daddy is mm-hmm. and like their relationship's phenomenal right yeah. like there's so much love there it's amazing he always calls her his little ray of sunshine um so she she wouldn't be a good example because just because of the divorce thing but like if dad's no longer around anymore or just like barely around it 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 you know for sure that it messes with a woman and having relationships with men high school but really like even when she gets older but i've never wondered i don't know why i just have never been curious about how it would affect a male's standpoint into trusting a woman i don't know why i've never thought about the two and so you know coming from somebody who you know lived with both parents for a while Mm -hmm. um you know had a more positive outcome living with my dad than i did with my mom absolutely um you know and having my mom basically say okay you either get to choose living with your dad and i'll threaten you to go to court or you can come live with me and you know live in a trailer park in the middle of florida and you know had to weigh the options and had to play the card and so then you know the whole thing with my mom being an alcoholic yeah then i got blamed Mm -hmm. for a lot it's your fault yeah it's my fault it's my fault it's my fault so that that sucks growing up too but on top of you know me being very loyal like i'm i'll fight to the death whether that's for y'all as the griffiths Mm -hmm. or my family or my friends Mm -hmm. or my romantic relationships even i will fight to the death until i know it's time to let go sure and that's all that's also something that i had to learn was well we all have to learn that man that's just a part of kind of becoming an adult and really becoming a man is you shouldn't just give up on things and and really people that you care about Mm -hmm. um a relationship would be a great example uh but the trick is is i'm not just gonna quit right now because i'm pissed off at this person or because we're just not quite clicking right um but the trick is is to know when it's time to bail and unfortunately a lot of people don't know when it's time to bail uh and it's something that you work on every single day and you learn but like friendships are a big one like for me i could ever say like my wife's the most amazing person we're like i I challenge i tell reagan all the time i challenge you to find a couple that's better than me and mom because they Mm. don't exist um but like if you were to think of a friendship or something and and to to know when it's time to throw in that white flag and say i I, i'm not getting anything out of Mm -hmm. this but i'm putting in everything it's a tough one and, and people lose years and years of who they are as human beings and oh, like yeah. not just in relationships but in, like in friendships too mm-hmm. it's a tough one that's just part of to growing up and learning yep and so like i mentioned earlier had it not been for me you know being best buds with my dad even now and growing up sure I, like i said i wouldn't know how to love myself and i wouldn't know how to love other people properly yeah like he taught me hey relationships aren't always pink unicorns and rainbows like a pink unicorn I noticed you pointed at the pink unicorn when you said that. Like, you couldn't have timed that any perfectly. I gotcha. <laughs> Grab that unicorn real quick. That is hilarious that you just said that at that time. You said I had to mention it. So, I will now grab said pink unicorn. Okay, so your dad said something about, you know, relationships it, 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 aren't Relationships, yeah, aren't always sunshine and rainbows. Sure. And, you know, you're going to have to learn how to fight through the battles with that, mm. with the other person yep. in order to make through it. Yep. And so, you but know. sometimes that battle's no longer worth it. Mm-hmm. 
And that I think that's where I see a lot of people struggling. Like, and I've done it before with friends growing up. Uh, and then sometimes you 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 rekindle friendships and stuff. Like you people grow up and grow out of that shit, but it, it's the worst. But when you can cut the negative people out of your life, it's like you become a whole new person, oh, and yeah. it's it's liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot of the reason why I got rid of Facebook, and then now I'm back on it again. Hey, it's funny how the world works. It is. It's hilarious. Um, so, like, what would be like your biggest take? So, like, you, you know, if anyone out here like is maybe someone my age who's thinking about. Like, I just don't love my spouse anymore, but I don't want to do it mm-hmm. for the kids. I say certain things, but, you know, I grew up, my parents have been married for a very long time. I never, my parents never once fought in front of me. Um, I'm sure they fought because they're married, but, like, growing up, I assume my parents didn't fight. Yeah. Uh, very great household. Parents gave me everything I could have ever wanted. Like, I was one of the, the very blessed few of people that I know. So I, I have no dog in this fight. Yeah. I just see things and I'm an adult and you see things differently when you have children. Um, would you say that you are broken? No. I used to think I was for a really long time. And now, that's... what age was that? Because like, was a lot of that like kind of the rebellious teenage dumbass shit or did you really think that growing up? That I was broken? Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know... Like I said, growing up, I had all of my friends had married parents. Mm-hmm. Not one, probably maybe two or three that had divorced parents. Yeah. So I always thought, like, Did you ever fuck. blame yourself? Mm, there, w- there was an instance, and I was like, fuck. Like, had me and Charlie not been here, maybe shit would have been different. But and if like, you and Charlie weren't it, here, yeah, it wouldn't it, have mattered yeah, about... Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, exactly. That's whenever I had to remind myself, like, yeah. it, it, we wouldn't be in this instance Exactly, exactly. And so, like, did I ever blame myself? Kinda, kinda not. Mm. Like I said, I never really remembered. It's hard to, if you were four years old, like, yeah. what could I possibly have done wrong that I pooped my pants on too many times yeah. or something? But, um, ah, man, I don't know. That's, that's yeah. a tough question. Yeah. Good. Having said that. Yeah, now having said that. Uh, so, like, okay, so if anyone out there, and like this, it may be more people on your end of listeners, which you better be getting me some listeners here. I got you. Um, that may be dealing with parents who are going through a divorce or recently did, what would be a little bit of advice you'd give them? Um, okay, I thought of an answer for the last question, and I'll come back okay. to this one. So, for parents that are thinking, hey, I don't want to get divorced because I want to do it for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. you want your kids to be happy right a thousand percent okay your kids feel the same way about you mm. oh man they're deep oh yeah like whenever i knew that my dad was unhappy mm-hmm. uh it was obvious yep everybody in that house was unhappy at that point right and so you know whenever dad announced that he and sarah were getting divorced mm-hmm. he came and talked to me and said hey look i've been ill for a long time and I'm probably about to get choked up by it but my dad came and had a conversation with me and was like look I have to do this for me mm-hmm. because I want to be happy but you also want me to be happy mm-hmm. because I want to be your dad yeah well, am I really able to give you my all as a father and of my whole heart whenever I'm aching that's the perspective that he looked at it as was yeah. I want to be happy because I want to continue being your dad. Right. 
I don't want to just be this person that comes in and you call dad and me not want to do any fatherly thing with you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I respect my dad more after that instance as as a father figure and just as a person in general because he had the nuts to come and talk to me and say, look, I've been ill, but... I want to do this because it's going to be better for me mm. and it's going to be better for us. Absolutely. And so can you agree that it has been? Yes, for sure. And so for parents, your kids want you as happy as you want your kids to be. Mm. So if you think, well, my kids are going to hate me, mm. sit your kids down, explain to them how you feel, not mm. just, Oh, well, me and mommy are really not getting along anymore. Right. And if your kids are old enough to understand it. They already know you're not getting along, first of all. Yeah. Walk them through what you're feeling emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like if you have high school age kids or even like seventh grade up, explain to them, hey, look, this is how I feel. Yeah. This is how mom feels. And we don't want to be angry upset pissed off and think that we're taking it out on you whenever we're coming home and really just pissed off at each other all day yep and so for kids my age or even like my youth students age if you're going through it with your parents and your parents are getting divorced and you don't know how to react like landry and ty say or like even i say in my sermons a lot of the time you can ask reagan don't go through it alone it's so easy to go through whatever the hell it is. Um, you think that you can conquer everything. You know, it's just a, it's a human mentality. It's definitely a male mentality. Like, yeah. I don't really need anybody. And we're, we're from West Texas, so we're really raised. We don't need We yeah. just can help ourselves and like, out. the whole, man, like, I'm, I'm sad. Mm. Or, man, I'm really fucking depressed. Mm. Like, as males growing up in West Texas you're not fucking depressed yeah yeah like oh you're fine go run outside and throw a baseball yeah exactly it's you'd be surprised and like even like i you know like i have a couple people that are so close to me you know mark obviously and i can talk to him about anything and mm-hmm. i have my brother-in-law is a an example my wife's brother is just like you know him and i talk on the phone pretty much seven days a week and sometimes about serious stuff. Usually it's about nothing, but yeah, like just venting and just talking. You'd be surprised how much it makes you feel it better is. because it, and then you start talking like, holy cow, I didn't even realize I had all that stuff on my mind. Yeah. And a thing to go for both parties. It's okay to not be okay. Mm. Like everybody goes through a yeah. season to where you walk and you're like, fuck, yep. how am I going to get out of this? Yep. And I'm sure everybody listening is like, how is this kid a youth pastor? I'm as I'm as real of a youth pastor as you I was going to bring that up, but I didn't want to cross lines. No, you're fine. Like, I, to be honest with you, because you're a parent of one of my students, I've cussed in a sermon before, and yeah. I do it to get their attention. It works, to man. Show, to show that I'm as real as it's going to get. Some of the best college professors that I had, and it sounds stupid, but are the ones that would cuss once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a phenomenal psychology teacher and i could go on and on about jeffrey ross out there but he uh he he would say fuck every now and then i always wondered it like it's a quick way a to get people's attention because you know that they're kind of dozing off like oh crap but wow my youth pastor just said shit in a sermon yeah 
Well, and I was thinking about that a minute ago, but to me, that may, probably makes you relatable more. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be preaching to people like you're above them. You're just no, and that's yeah. that's what I tell my students all the time. I'm like, look, I go through the same thing as you do. I go through the fighting with parents. I go through the man, like I have to find a job. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't want to do my homework. Yeah. Like, man, I want to stay up all night and play video games but i have school the next day Mm -hmm. or i have to go to work at 9 a.m or Mm -hmm. things like that like i'm just as relatable to you even though that i'm like your spiritual authority here at church yep like just because i'm in a different role doesn't mean i'm any different than you exactly and so going back to it it's okay to not be okay yeah it's okay to go through a season and be like man how am i going to get out of this yep um two things talk to people and find ways and things and hobbies that just take your mind off of it. It probably wouldn't hurt too, though. Like you say, talk to people. Like talk to your parents. Like yeah, talk to your parents. There are a lot of like a lot of this has to do with the shit that they're going through, and let them yeah. know like, hey, ever since this is going on, this is how this, I'm feeling. Because maybe feel. they have some advice to help yeah. you. Odds are they're probably struggling too, and they're exactly. putting up a front for you because I can't let my kids know that I have a weakness. Yeah, like I can't. Like growing up as a parent, right? Uh, as a as a son, you see your dad as Superman. Absolutely. You see your dad as you know mm-hmm. this guy that stands eight feet tall and can do anything, can run through a wall, do whatever. Right. Superman had a weakness. That's exactly right. And so you know every time, every once in a while, let your kids or let your parents see who you are. Yeah. Let them. You know, it's okay to be exposed. It's okay to be like, okay, hey rip off the band-aid this is what i'm feeling let it ooze out for a little bit and then be like okay this is where i'm at yep now hey tell me how you feel because i want to know what, what you're feeling too yeah like, don't be the parent that's like okay tell me how you feel okay now dad your turn oh well i'm fine and just <laughs> like that's not cool yeah yeah there's no way to relate there no that's funny that's, that's all i've got i like it man and it really it's funny to say this because, like, I, as of ten years ago, because I've been married for just just almost eight and dated for two. I do not a, am not a fan of separation. Yeah. Right. Because, like I said, I like I will never be that way. Like my wife and I are meant for each other. Mm-hmm. Ten and a half years ago, I can tell you right now, I'm the biggest fan of divorce. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had it not have been for divorce, I wouldn't be married to my wife. Yeah. Um. There's an episode. You ever seen the show Adam Ruins Everything? I've not. Okay, you you need to watch the show. Like you would love it. Okay. okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure Mark was the one who told me about it. Uh, just season one is on Netflix, but it's on uh, True TV. And this guy, it, you got to get through the first couple episodes because he's so goofy. It's hard to watch, but okay. then you like learn to respect the goofiness. And he he Adam will literally ruin everything for you. Okay, everything. Okay, will be ruined. But he has an episode on, uh, it's called Adam Ruins Marriage, and he goes through the statistics of divorce and all that stuff, and then he like he he talks about all all these different things on how like it may be human nature to where you shouldn't be with someone for for an entire lifetime, mm-hmm. and it's like more acceptable. When he said that, I was like, man, you're like I don't want you saying that because like I really yeah. should be with my wife the rest of my life. But it's kind of interesting to see. But that's a cool. Episode. First of all, get into that show; you'll love okay. it. But that's a cool episode to watch, and he he kind of brings to light a lot of this kind of stuff we're talking about, um, more of a comedy way. But 
I don't know, man. Like, there's such a stigma, like you said, on, like, oh, they're from a divorced home. Like, no, they're not. Just because my mom and my dad aren't married for 23 years doesn't make me any less of a person than you. No, it doesn't, and it may make you stronger than I could ever be. And, and that's that's what I grew up thinking for a long time. Man, their parents are married, so they've got it all set. Yep. Or, man, those pa- those people are like me. They have divorced parents. Maybe they're cool. Maybe they're assholes. Who yeah. knows? And, it, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence for sure. And, yep. you know, you never know. Like, you saw these happy couples when you were there. Well, they probably knew, like, hey, you know, Johnny's got Ripley over to spend the night. Let's not embarrass Johnny. Yeah. And you know, maybe those couples were more more miserable than any divorce couple you've ever seen. Yeah, they just did a really good job of not embarrassing their son. Yeah. You know, for that time. Mm-hmm. Interesting to, to think about. But being a kid of a divorced family does not mean that does not you're going to be fucked up yes, in the future. That you, anybody, like, you might as well never get married yeah, because you're going to divorce your wife anyway. anybody who's from a divorced home or is in the middle of going through a divorce or things like that, just because you have that doesn't make you any less of a person or doesn't make you any less of a good person. Sure. So you grow up in a divorced home doesn't mean that you won't ever find somebody that's going to love you. Right. And that's, that's something that a lot of kids from divorce carry. Like, man, And I think what a lot of people too need to hear is, is just because you learned that you can't trust your parent, whichever parent it is or both. But, you know, like a girl out there, I can't trust my dad, so I don't trust men. Or a guy out there, yeah. I can't trust my mom, so I don't trust women. Like, how unfair that is that, like, of course it's unfair to the people you're dating and trying to be, but you're just being unfair to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're not allowing yourself to live. Yeah. And it, it sucks. And you're, yeah. It's a good one. I like I said, I, I don't have a dog in this fight because I was one of the few blessed ones, mm-hmm. but I feel for people who have to go through that. And yeah. it's heartbreaking to see. And it's funny because, like, I never knew I've, – I've known you forever, but, I like, I've never knew you with the divorced parents because I don't really ever even know your mom. Like, yeah. I, I know her. Like, obviously, I'd say hi to her. If I saw her, like, I know yeah. her that well, but not – like, to know a standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know you pre and, pr- pre and prior, pre yeah. and post, pre and post. It's just interesting to, to hear your standpoint. Like, I never even knew that you felt that way or that you struggled like that and thinking that way. Of course, a lot of that, too, though, is in your learning. Like, you're almost 19 years old. I am you're 19. almost 20 years old. Yes, I'll never figure this out. I thought you were 21 just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but you're very wise beyond your years. Like, you got the maturity level of, of, like, a mid-20-year-old. You're not acting like you're 19. And you're only going to learn more and more as you get older, too. Yep. Um, that's kind of the beauty of life, and especially being your age, man. I, I, I would just love to go talk to myself at 19 years old. <laughs> like, at the stage I am in my life. Oh, my God. I would punch myself square in the nose and be like, dude, fucking quit. <laughs> you're so stupid, and you think you know everything. Yeah, and, you know, I run into that because I'm... A, I'm related to my dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's just who we are. That's just who y'all are. But at the same time, like, it's a learning curve. You yeah. gotta learn how to. We don't say at the same time here, by the way. Do what? We don't say at the same time. At the same we time. We say we say having oh, said having that. said that. Thank you. But like having said that, had I not gone through everything that I've gone through, like I said, I wouldn't be the person who I am right now. Yep. Let me just tell you real quick, and then we'll get out of here, how selfless of a person your father is when it comes to being a father. You talked about how he set you down. I was like, dude, I know this is going to be tough. I know that we all love each other, and, and, and 
the woman he was talking about was a great person, like that, which probably made that yeah, whole there, situation even harder. Yeah. Like such an angel, but things just didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, when you talk about when y'all moved to California, Mark and I were hanging out. We we're hanging out in my parents' pool and having some drinks, and he's like, "Dude, I got some really shit news." And he told me that it was like just sprung on him. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, we're moving to California in a couple of weeks, and I'm taking the kids with me. Yeah. Okay. So you you can imagine. Oh, he how was sad he was. Destroyed. But I asked him. I said, "Dude, why are you not getting a lawyer and fighting this to keep these kids here in Lubbock?" Yeah. Okay. And he said the most selfless thing I've ever heard any human being say to me. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I, if I. I would kill to have that mindset, and I try to have that mindset, is he said, man, I was born and raised in Wolfworth, Texas. I've never left Wolfworth, Lubbock. Yeah. I mean, he's left on vacation, but I've lived here my whole life. I'm content with where I am. I love West Texas. I'm a West Texas kid. Yeah. But I never had the life to where I could go to California and see what life is like out there. And he told me, he said, as much as I need my children here, how shitty would it be for me to stop them from hearing, from being able to get an experience out there? And he even used that example. He said, what if Ripley's just hanging out on the beach one day and sitting there staring at the water and some crazy ass idea comes to his, his mind that will change his life? How shitty of a father would I be if I stopped him from doing that just so he's stuck here in Lubbock forever? Yeah. And it was the coolest thing ever because I'm like, okay, because most people were like, oh, hell yeah, you need to, like keep your kids here to keep around them. And he was like, man, I need those kids so bad I can't see straight. And he was so – like you don't know how upset your dad was over this. But the fact that he could say I'm not going to do that just in case they get inspired somewhere else and it makes them who they are mm-hmm. was the coolest thing I had ever heard in my life. This is before I even had kids, and I'm like, oh, my god, dude. Like I would – I really hope I'm half of the father that you are because of that. Like, it was just the coolest thing in the world. I'll never forget that moment that we yeah. had. And he did. He's and a he, cool-ass dad. He got a hold of you as much as he could, and I'm sure you all hung out. But he was like, man, as much as I hate this, like, maybe Ripley and Charlie are going to just find find themselves over on the beach of California. And, you know, the thing was, I discovered who I want to be while I was there. And, and see, that's And that right there proves everything that Mark needed. Yeah, and that's... The fact that I want to be a dad like my mm, dad. Sure. I want to be involved. I want to, you know, coach my kids growing mm. up playing little league baseball and mm. things like that. But I also want to be able to be a dad like my dad and say, hey, look, this is what it needs to be. But you also, like the Tyler Durden tattoo that he has, yeah. right? You determine your own level of involvement. Right. And that speaks so true, to, man. that speaks to my character, my father's character. Mm-hmm. You know, had him and my mom got divorced, he could have been like, okay, peace out, Girl Scout. I want nothing to do with them. Yep. He was like, no, like, I want to be involved in my kids' lives. Yeah. So, you know, like, being open and honest about my dad, do me and my dad get along all the time? No. Yep. And that's that's a normal thing. I'm not always going to get along with him. Yeah. But at the same time, do I love and respect my dad because of the person that he is, sh- uh, like, kind of helped shape me to be? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. Shout out to Mark Youngblood. Good old blood, man. What can I say? Yeah, it's hard to talk bad about him. So you mentioned you are a youth minister. Where 
a lot of a lot of my listeners, of course, I'm hoping to get some some of your crew pretty mm-hmm. soon, but are of my age or older. Of like my average listener on, uh, well, I say that, whatever. I, I'm guessing anywhere between thirty to fifty. Okay, okay. so plenty of people listening here have yeah. kids in Lubbock, Texas, who they're wanting to make sure are not getting into trouble at least on Wednesday nights. So yeah. where, where can we send them? So I am the. We're going to put it into an official title, make it sound okay. fancy. I'm the director of student ministries okay. at Heart of Worship. Heart of, of Worship. Heart of Worship Church. It's non-denom. You know, okay. um, you may be thinking, like, well, Ripley, you're 19 years old. Like, what do you have mm-hmm. in order to offer in the ministry? That's my thing. I have nothing to offer. It's all up to the Lord. Like, I, yes, I write my sermons, mm-hmm. but I'll show you my sermon notes. There, mm-hmm. I have scriptures. I have examples. Here's the example from the scripture, and then the Lord takes care of the rest. That's kind of like, wow, I'm not trying to compare the two, but like, so like when you do something like this, you have your go-to notes, right, yeah. to keep the conversation on track, but then, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's, that's just being a conversation. And so what we do is we hang out Wednesdays from 6 to 7.30, um, from about 6 to 6.30, we have a giant gym that we all hang out in, you know, we goof off and talk, hang out, goof off, play basketball, volleyball, whatever. Um, it's for kids 6th grade through 12th grade. So if you have a kid that is in 6th grade through 12th grade in the Lubbock area, come hang out on Wednesday nights 6 to 7.30. You know, our daughter goes, she's 16 now, and she's been going for, I think it was like October. Kind of, it was in October we kind of encouraged her, like, go out there and do this. This would be awesome. And now she looks forward to it every Wednesday. Like, she talks about it on Sundays and Mondays on who's going to drive her, Katie, and then can we go eat afterwards? And, yeah. like, you can see, like, she gets ready for once a week to go and be a part of this ministry. It's pretty cool to see, like, you know, that, the like, excitement warm, that, that she like, has. Warms like, my it's, heart. yeah, it's like she does. She talks about it all the time and, like, playing stuff. And I'll text her, I'm like, hey, you know, I need, might need you to do something on Wednesday. I was like, sorry, I can't. I got church. Yep. Not saying yeah. no to that. Yeah, that like, um, makes my heart happy. It's really cool. So send your kids out there. Ripley may cuss in a sermon, but it's okay because your kids cuss too. <laughs> have, Listen I, to me, moms and dads. Your kids are cussing, I promise. Because yeah, remember I, when no, we no. were all in sixth grade and all started cussing and we thought oh. we were cool at Bennett, Bennett Intermediate? Same. Because yeah, you thought that all of the words could go together? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of times they do. Uh, where else can we find you? A little podcast plug. So... I am the co-host of First Fourth Podcast. First um, to fourth, you said that quick. Slow first down. First to fourth, as okay. in first quarter to fourth quarter, or for, first I always down thought to first to fourth down. down. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, it's just football reference. Um, you know, we cover all things from NFL wise. Not we tried to do college football a while back. Whenever we were That's doing tough, like our man. our video podcast that we posted on YouTube. Yeah, um, you know. And our shows ended up being like an hour and a half to anywhere to two hours long. But we cover um, anything from trades, free agency pickups. Um, You know, we cover in the season, we cover four games. I get two, Nate gets two. We break them down extensively. Mm. um, And we just talk about, you know, this is in our opinion. It's all of our opinion. We have hot takes. We have all of the things. But we just talk about stats players yeah. anything that y'all want to hear about is what we talk about. it's a fun listen too and i think i told you after i listened to one of your episodes i, I was like dude you got like a talent for this it's pretty cool You're like oh cool i hope so because that's what i do for a living yeah that's what I, <laughs> that's what i'm going to school for y'all listen to this now because you may get like the early stages of a new espn analyst at some point sweet <laughs> uh so listen to the first two fourth podcast i'm assuming are you using transition like you can find it all everywhere yeah, that i am you can 
find it all on iTunes, Spotify, wherever and, wherever yeah. my listeners are listening. You yep. can find that. Click on over to Amazon, it. Amazon, Pandora. If you're not into into football, and maybe your husbands or brothers or wives or sisters, whoever it is, is into football, send it over to them. It's yep. a good listen, and like Appreciate I learn a lot. I'm like, God dang, I like, I don't know a lot about football, but I thought I knew something. I don't know anything. That's why I always try to screw you in fantasy draft. Yeah, because I maybe, know all of the things that you don't. That's very true. Maybe one of these days you'll work your way up, and uh, first or fourth could be a at least like a subparticle of LMK Productions. Hey, maybe. <laughs> yes, there's a lot to live up to, even though there is no K in the productions yet, but we'll get there. Uh, so find Ripley there. Like I said, find him at, at the at the youth ministry. It's pretty cool. Quick question before you go. Okay? I've got a quick answer before I go. Have you thought about this? No. Okay. So there's a billboard when I go to work every day. It's on 50th in the loop. So I drive by that billboard every single day, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have the power for the next 30 days. It's free. It's not costing you anything. You get to post something on that's going to grab everybody in Lubbock's attention for 30 days. What's it say? Go. Oh, shoot. Uh, be you and love each other. Be you and love each other. I love it. Cool. Thanks for coming over, man. Thanks uh, for having me. We got a couple more episodes. Like, I, I definitely want to do the sports one at some point. I just got to figure out how we're going to do it. Let me think a couple other things, man. You're a good guest. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for coming over. Y'all continue to listen. Uh, peace out.